binary, non-binary, cisgender, dual gender, gender fluid. What the fuckery is transgender? vain today i have the privilege in our studios to interview nemo now nemo is would be one who checks that other box you know in that gender column where they say male female other or now we have binary non-binary etc etc he's growing through this it this it is He's transitioning from a societal construct that has labeled him female based on genitalia at birth. But this man, this person, this human, this fellow traveler has felt differently. Nemo, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Nadesh. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Happy to hopefully enlighten some of your listeners. Thank you. That's the goal here. So I would like to hear from you. Would it be best to start with you telling us about who you are, how all it came about, or would you rather explain binary versus non-binary? Well, we can start from both, but usually it helps to personify many people so I'm not just a voice. So a little bit of my story. I learned that I was transgender at five, although I had no idea what transgender was until, say, 13, when I like to say I discovered the internet. Uh, the internet has so many different terms and things and just opens a lot of doors. But um, Would you mind explaining to us, when you say at five years old, because yes. at five it's a very specific de- developmental stage, right, in childhood. Yes. How did you have a feeling? Was it a feeling, a thought, something you heard and said or was told to you that made you go, huh, I may not be female? Yes, and... There were a lot of things that just like female never really sat right with me. But how I usually started is the conversation I remember having with my neighbor, neighbor Cameron at the time. We decided I was half boy and half girl because I was a boy, but I had a flower. That's what his older brother told him. Girl parts were called. Um, Boys had wee-wees, girls had flowers. And we actually decided I had a wee flower because I was half boy and half girl because I didn't have the right body. But... It just always fit that I was a boy. It's just like silly little thing like that. It was like, oh, I might be a little bit different. So do you think it was implanted in you at that moment or you already felt that way, but someone articulated it to you? Like Cameron somehow and his brother brought clarity and gave it a label. I mean, it could always be both because like you could always feel different, but have no frame of reference for why. So it gave me clarity, but... I would never really like come out and go through all the struggles of transitioning if it didn't feel right to me, but it helps to have those moments to just kind of make you think, make you question that like just, again, I'll use a door reference, open a door that like, hey, this might be a better path for me. Okay. So you're told by your friends that you've got a flower, you're half boy, half girl. What happens right after that? Um, Did you go, oh, this resonates with me? Or you're like, yeah, I'm truly, I'd rather be Cameron, a boy. 
Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Not honestly, not really much happened. I tried to communicate this to my parents to no avail, and I didn't. I mostly stayed silent on that until I was about thirteen because I, I really didn't have the language for it, and it was very hard for me to articulate myself because, it, like, I thought very differently than those around me, and it was hard. Like, they weren't very open to it, so, and. So I learned very early to never start an argument you're not sure you can win. And so I I didn't have the language to explain how I felt to defend my position. So rather than be vulnerable, I sat silent for a long time. Hmm. And part of me regrets that, but it is what it is. It is and I'm here now. So what shifted? For instance, you said you struggled with um, expressing prior to being 13, what was happening to you uh, physically, physiologically? Were there thought processes? What made you think, I need to express this, but I can't? Are there any specific events or stories that you can think of that made you, that solidified this feeling that you were not in this right body per se, or this label? Not too much. Between five and 13, there was a field trip we were on on where air like all the boys were sitting at once one side to have lunch in this area that we were all designated for and i was sitting with them and then another girl i use quotation marks as i don't consider myself a girl but another person who people would call a girl at the time came over there and they were like no only nemo is allowed to sit here because i just always fit in with them i would sit with them at lunch they were the friends i hung out with and it just it fit it, and eventually, the, I was online at 13, came across the term transgender, and that kind of started the process. So there were no like real moments, because for me, it's not really something like people always ask, like, when did you decide to be a boy? It's just something you feel and like some, like how I would ask you, like, you've always imagined being comfortable, considered female, that's you and it fits. And it's not really something I think about. It's just something that happened. It's just, and like, okay, this is right for me. But then, and because what's right for me is not typical, then that's what starts to form, like make it a thing because we have to have all this new language to explain it to other people. And so it didn't really start becoming a thing for me until like 13 on because it was just, it was what was right. And as I started learning the language of transgender and all the things that go with it, that's when I really started thinking about it. So physiologically, our bodies are evolving. You have this genitalia, these female parts, right? Yes. And did you go through the process of developing as female? At least that's what we label it as. Your body was doing all of these things. Now, all along, were were there ever any doubts or as you're going through it, did you hate it or did you not even go through it? I have the great fortune of going through puberty twice. So I did go through the process of female development and I had periods. There there are men that get periods, unfortunately. They, and so I went through all of that. And, For about how long? Um, until I was 19. 19 or 20 was when I started hormones, actually. No, it was 20. So how, how, okay, great. So from 13 through about 19, 
that's when you started the process of taking hormones to revert that process and become mm. male. Yes. What happens in your home society? Would you mind sharing with us? Absolutely. How did you break the news? How do you get to a doctor and say, look, I have a period, but I, that shouldn't happen. I don't want that to happen anymore. There's a long process and a lot of it insurance, like just first off, you got to be able to come out to like your parents. That's one of the reasons that it took me so long to come out to them because I knew they weren't going to be open to it. And why that, not? they, they come from and part of it there, there was no language for it when they were growing up. So I don't want to disparage them too much. And they, they come from a very conservative conservative upbringing and they are just not aware of it and they are very uncomfortable with things that are outside the realm of their understanding which I think most people are and so I knew it was going to be a struggle for them and a struggle for me so for a long time I just said you know what I'm not going to try to push that because I knew it was going to be stressful for me and even though I really like to help people understand and be open open to like more things that they didn't know about. Now it was it was hard because it's always a lot harder when they're that close to home. Home and when you live with them and they are struggling to go through it and they lash out. What was that conversation like and at what age did you finally have it? Uh, I was 15 and a half when I told my father. Father, 6 months later I told my mom, well, maybe not 6 months later. The response was like what? The response was no literally when i told my father that was no that's not a thing thing and then we started talking about like what my orientation was because a lot of people confuse gender identity or being transgender with sexuality and then at the time because i went through a denial phase phase i thought i would like like boys, so I told him that. So I was like, "Why don't you just say a girl? This is my own father." And I would, like, I never was a girl. Girl, I just at the time I thought I was gay because I was still in denial and trying to force myself to be a girl because I knew the struggles that were going with it, and, like telling my parents and coming out to people, and so, oh, like that, and that you sort tell of. Tell your mother after how long? Uh. There was probably about a month between when I told her mother to correct that. I was 15 and a half when I told my friends, 16 and a half when I told oh, my parents. And then a month after I told my father, I came out to my mother. And I think I came out to my sister sometime in between that. May I ask you, why did you choose your father first? Is there any reason it was just easier? Were you daddy's little girl, at least in his eyes? No, it's just my, my father and I actually had a conversation in about, about a year before I came out to him um, about whether he would be comfortable with me being gay. He said he could deal with that. And then I brought up transgender and I wasn't even thinking about coming out of the town. Um, and he said I would have a lot harder time with that. So I already had an idea uh, of how he he would react so I was like I knew this was, wasn't going to be good so I'll just start with him and get it over with also just in general my father was the one supposedly more rational easier easier to deal with 
with, in all, in all honesty. Did he ask you to be the one to tell your mother, or did he offer to talk to her about it, or is it complete denial? Complete denial at first. First, and honestly, I can't recall all if he offered to talk to my mother, at which point, even if he had, I would have said a very hard no, because I like to be the one to mention things, because they don't have as many boundaries as I have. I like things to come from my mouth that are about me. So, but yeah, so at the time it was just a hard denial. Then you went to your mother and what was that like? About the same. I mean, slightly worse. Nurse, although ironically, she was actually the first one to support me in like finally buying me the right clothes, which was nice. But they were both in like a hard denial, and they stayed that way for a long time. What was it like? So your mother, through her benevolence, purchased clothing that would fit your yes your real true self orientation, right? Yes. So then you go to school. Do you wear these clothes to school? Do you tell your friends first? What happens? Yes, I. I never actually came out in high school. Well, I did, did um, like I told my best friends, and that was all that really mattered to me. They they did not care one bit. It, um, so like I told people at school, oh, that I was sort of close with. Like if they came up and they sat with us at lunch enough, they would know. No, but I never made it a, a thing in high school. Part of me regrets that, but also. I Why? Don't. Why do you regret that? Because it would have been nice to actually like fight to get on the right sports team and just, just like, do that. But for a long time, I was very lazy with my activism and like bringing awareness to transgender because I, I was dealing with my own problems. Um, so I just wanted to be me and I thought it would be like a big hassle. I didn't want to be in like a newspaper. I kept reading newspaper articles about transgender students fighting to get on their gender appropriate sports teams and all the struggles with that. And I I didn't want to be a test subject I studied. I wanted to be a person. So whilst respecting your privacy, can you tell us a little bit about the type of high school you went to? Was it progressive? Was it conservative, liberal? What part of the country were you living in in the United States when you showed up one day as dressed as what is known as traditionally male versus female? Yeah, like it wasn't a huge transition for me. Like I spent my entire scholastic career in pajamas and sweatpants, to be honest. So it (laughs) wasn't like huge, but I went to a fairly progressive school at the very least, a very diverse school. There were over 4,000 kids in my high school. So it wasn't small by any means. And I was in Montgomery County, Maryland. And so, like, it's not the most progressive place in the world, but it it was pretty decent. And, like, there weren't, like, huge outpourings of racism. There was, like, a fairly the eclectic population. And, like, I'd say probably about 40%. And black, 40% white, right? And then, like, a good amount of, like, Muslim, Hispanic. And, like, so there was a variety. 
they, there were actually three other trans students that I knew of in my school when I was there, which was a staggering amount. I don't to be just out in the open about that. And they were completely open about it. Yes. And were most of them uh, transitioning at the time? Yes, I believe so. One of them, I was pretty sure, was post-op and set that up. There was another person that I knew who had a friend. I don't know if they went to the school that they were completely transitioned and they were about my age. But yes, most of them were transitioning. Okay, so fast forward at 19. Yes. You begin the transitioning process. Uh, so you are beyond 18, technically legal. Yes. You have to deal with health insurance. Whose health insurance? Your parents? Did you have to go alone? Were you allowed to go alone? Did they have to sign off? Walk us through what that is like. You show up at a doctor's office or a medical clinic, and what do you say? Yeah, um, well, by that point, I was still on my family's insurance, but what happened first is back then it was labeled a psych disorder called gender dysphoria. So it was considered a mental health disorder that that was hurtful, but that was also the only reason insurance actually covered it It, because they cannot deny you for a mental health disorder if you have insurance, but the you're required to go through six months of counseling. So I started that uh, with a wonderful woman, and she was extremely helpful. Well, shout out to Dr. Carpency. I appreciate her. She's actually helping me get my psychiatrist notes for my surgery because you're still like under the psych disorder, even though there's a movement to get it taken out of the DSM-5 or whatever. They're up to the like Diagnostic and Statistical Medical Journal. I believe it's something like that. But, um, so yeah, you start with that. You have to, like, my father's insurance covered it, and I thought it was pretty good coverage until I got my own insurance and realized that no, it wasn't. <laughs> but, so. So then, this uh, doctor, what is her? Dr. Carpency. Dr. Carpency. So she says, yes, you qualify. Yes, although I'm not sure if she's actually got her doctorate yet, but still. Right. So she signs you off, and now you can get the medical portion of the program taken care of. Would you mind talking us through the process physiologically, what you had to do and the various appointments you had to have, restrictions medically and all of that? Sure. Um, So first off requirement, like it varies with your insurance, but on average at the time it was six months of counseling where they basically assess your need and decide whether you're trans enough to actually go through surgery. Like you'd actually need this transition. I'm sorry. What do you mean trans enough? Like who decides what's trans enough? That's my thing. That's what I I said that uh, particularly because there are literally deciding like I don't blame the doctors for this but they're deciding if you need need the surgery or not uh, like you need to transition that you actually feel this way and it's just like I understand where they're coming from um, a little bit because they're trying to just assess like hey this is how you actually feel but at the same time to have someone like assess and decide what uh, what I need to be seems barbaric and inhumane. I mean, like, who is an insurance company to tell me who I am? 
Correct. Okay, so you get past that. And yeah. then now what? You begin what? What happens next? Six months of assessment. Then they write a letter to your doctor. You have to go and see an endocrinologist or a hormone doctor. And then they give you like a medical write-off. Like, hey, this person is cleared for hormones. They need it. They, they uh, prescribe them what they need. And then you have the option of deciding between injections, pills, creams, like pills you obviously you swallow, creams you can rub on, onto your skin and take it that way, or I take injections, which is the most effective. Active, and every two weeks I inject myself with testosterone. It's just an intramuscular injection, so basically I give myself a shot in the leg and like switch legs every two weeks, and that is the process. And then eventually you go through surgeries if you can't. And where for female to male, they basically, I don't know how graphic I'm allowed to get on this podcast. As graphic as you can, it is called What the Fuckery. So basically the first thing they will do is actually you get a hysterectomy now. I was not aware of that, that I'm getting my surgeries in a couple months now, but you get a hysterectomy to remove all the parts that like basically give you any sort of fertility. And then the actual bottom surgery is they... They first extend out the clitoris, and then they take a skin graft of your arm to build the shaft. Uh, the clitoris becomes the tip of the penis, and then I believe there's something to do with Teflon in there to like give it like stability and like create like a hole so you can actually pee through it. Uh, so it's like fully functional. They can give you like basically like prosthetic testes, like actual. Well, so I will have balls, but that sort of thing. And so you, like, I'll have, like, my own penis, basically, but, like, that, so that's, like, one of the next steps, and then a lot of people also, unless you have very small breasts to start with, you're going to need surgery to achieve a fully flat chest, so I will also be cutting off the last of my breast tissue, and then, like, basically... They, they can do what's called scarification, where uh, they um, um, will literally um, like draw like a line, line across your chest to make it it's so it looks more like typical male pec. So basically, they, it's therapy, a lot of therapy and assessment, letters, hormones, owns most cases you have to live a year on hormones and out and living as male male and then more therapy more doctor's note notes and then surgery and then then you're living your life living your life because your life is your life nemo this concludes part one of our convo with nemo And listener, I ask that you let us know how we're doing or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to explore. I affectionately say fuckeries. (laughs) The best way to do that is to leave it in the review section of iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, share. And please join us for part two of What the Fuckery is Transgender.